You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Joined by uh, one of the Turn of the Jets, Badlands Zone, Draft Season Zone, Michael Megan. Meegs, how are we doing today? Good. You know, I saw another Jets win. Robert Sala officially makes it another preseason without a loss. Uh, you know, John Harbaugh, I feel like he's quaking in his boots now. Yeah, I mean, look, Robert Sala moves to 5-0-1 the preseason. Can't complain about that. Obviously, um, you know, a pretty probably the most uh, – I don't know what the right word is. Probably the most important of the preseason games just for the Jets. Obviously – you know, Zach getting hurt week one was not ideal. And, you know, it kind of ruined the the momentum there. But, you know, we got some of the Jets starters finally gotten to, got to see the starting defense, which actually looked, I know it's the Giants backups mostly, but looked a lot, a lot like what we kind of were hoping for. I guess initial reactions, obviously Jets win 31-27, Chris Traveler's the GOAT, all that stuff. But uh, bigger picture, what was kind of your takeaway, you know, overall from today and, uh, you know, what you saw, you know, this week? Um, I Obviously, Straveler, shout out to him. The backups have made like the second half at least entertaining, which is all you're really looking for in preseason football. But as the starters go, I was just happy to see the starting offensive line actually play together because they're basically having four new guys in new spots in that regard when they have Dwayne Brown at left tackle, fans back to right tackle, ABT moved, and then Lakins obviously is new to the team. And you just really want them to build continuity. So I was happy that they could at least get out there for a couple of drives. I know the offense moved the ball kind of I like really like to see Tyler Conklin look great out there he was really moving well so that was at least good the offense was a little shaky Flacco didn't look great which doesn't really give you a lot of confidence for week one but uh, as the defense goes this is like the first Jets defense in a while that actually looks fast and like I just feel like we've had so many years of the Jets just looking slow and just not being able to tackle and these guys really hurried to the ball so that was at least you know encouraging to see and I just love how no one throws the ball at Sauce Gardner like the guy's a rookie. No one's like, yeah, I'm not testing that guy. Yeah, he's gone through an entire preseason now, not been targeted one single time, which is uh, which is which is kind of nuts. Um, I would say the Jets starting offense had a kind of a weird day. I thought the first drive looked solid. Um, you know, Flacco overall seven to 12, 76 yards had the just disgusting interception that obviously, you know, stuff you don't want to see. And um, you know, I thought Brees Hall had a nice, you know, nice run there, obviously. Jets off, you know, Mike, Michael Carter had a few nice plays. Obviously, the fumble wasn't ideal. Um, you know, overall, Barrios, obviously, the touchdown. We got to see a little Corey Davis early on, Elijah early on. Elijah trying to run people over is uh, certainly certainly a different Elijah Moore. That'll, we'll see how long that lasts uh, before they tell, you know, tell him get out of bounds. But, like, overall, 
you know, I, I was more focused on the defense, to be honest with you. I thought, you know, first time we see Carl Lawson, first time we're seeing Mosley in full game action this year, Quinnen, you know, the, over and over again with, you know, Sauce and, you know, these guys obviously know DJ Reed and things like that. But, you know, overall, Marcus Joyner makes a play, you know, early on, first probably play of camp that we've seen. <laughs> Anyone's kind of seen Lamarcus Joyner in a, in a, maybe not necessarily in a negative way, but again, overall, you know, the offense, you would have liked to see a little bit more, especially facing primarily backups. But at the same time, they move the ball. It's just a turnover. Um, the offensive line started to look better on that second drive, I felt like, um, you know, more than they did. But, um, you know, overall, I, I, again, no injuries to any of the starters. It's just huge. And, and honestly, just seeing Carl Lawson, the anger and aggression that dude is playing with right now, and it is something special. The Jets had sacks, turnovers you know, that their first team defense, obviously a lot of fun, you know, out of Mike White, Chris Trevler, um, you know, moving the ball, Jeff Smith, obviously a touchdown, Barrios, the touchdown, Denzel Mims can't, I don't want to take, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from him. Look, the guy requested a trade came out and the Jets clearly fed Denzel Mims the ball. There's no question about that. You know, seven catches, I believe 102 yards and a tutty. That touchdown was, you know, beautiful. And you see why there's that so much talent there and people don't want to give up on them and all that, you know, all that being said, um, you know, it's you don't want to have your second round pick ideally from two years ago playing, you know, in the fourth quarter in the last two minutes of a pre the final preseason game with the fours. Um, were you surprised that Mims kind of played the way he did, or you kind of were expecting, you know, Mims to ball out and try to, you know, boost that trade value for Carolina or Chicago? I mean, Mims is such a good athlete. Like, this is kind of the situation where he's supposed to thrive in, where he doesn't have to be like precise with his routes. He can just be big and fast because that's why Mims was basically drafted, is that he was big and fast. So I was happy to at least see that, you know, like, you know, he made a big decision to make a trade request and, you know, he backed it up. And I was happy to see him playing well, making tough catches. I thought Calvin Jackson's had a really nice preseason as well. So it was good to see him catch that final touchdown, force that good PI. And, you know, we'll see what the Jets do with Mims. I know, you know, with like with Salah, they say like he's one of the six best guys. And I do understand the reason for wanting to keep him. It's that if Corey Davis goes down, all the other receivers the Jets have are kind of small. I don't think any of them are really above six feet because I don't think Jeff Smith's that tall. Wilson, Elijah, and Barrios are all under six feet. And you, I know like they want in regards to running the ball, you want the guys who can block a little better. So you want that more size with that Mims brings. But I just feel like there's like a trade that could happen. Um, I was looking through a couple of Carolina Panthers writers. Um, I know Terrace Marshall, who was a second round pick of them last year, who seems to have fallen out of favor there. Maybe there's a swap that could be had of two receivers who just need a new situation. And we know Matt rule loves Mims, So I think he will get traded in the next 48 hours and maybe it's not the conditional seventh we were thinking. So, you know, hopefully he boosted a little bit. Yeah. Look at the end of the day, um, you gotta be happy for the guy. It's obviously, unideal the way things have worked out especially the last 24 months you know Mims obviously flash a little bit but I think you know kind of a learning experience for a lot of people watching is you know like some of those guys in that 2020 roster where it was just such an frankly atrocious team obviously everyone's kind of aware of that at this point pretty much everyone's gone outside of a few guys the guys that kind of flash the Ty Johnson's the Mims the Ashton Davis's like it's just it's not worked out um and frankly a lot of those guys looking good was because of how bad the guys around them were. Um, so, you know, the, the Herndon's, all these guys. So in terms of Mike White, Chris Strevler, um, do you still expect Mike White's the third quarterback? I feel like it's kind of, it's at this point what will happen. But at the same time, I thought they gave him a lot more reps. To me, meant, you know, are they trying to audition him a little bit? Or 
Um, you know, or are they just going to have Stregler hopefully be the practice squad guy if he doesn't get scooped up and they'll probably carry three quarterbacks week one and you know, potentially two later on in the year? Um, I think you definitely could have seen like in the beginning of preseason of like trying to audition Mike White to see like what happened with Minshew last year. If you can get like a fifth or a sixth to be someone else's quarterback too. And if, but then I think when Zach got hurt, that plan kind of came like fell out the window. So I think White's going to stay. Obviously they're going to have three quarterbacks one way or the other, just because we with Zach's uncertainty for week one. But yeah, I think Shreve going to either be a, either get claimed before he gets to the practice squad or sent to the practice squad. I would rather keep Streveler over White just because I just think as an athlete, he just adds something new with LaFleur. If push came to shove, had to play him. I think when you give like LaFleur a creative guy, like someone who can actually move, you can actually like kind of like fake an offense. Whereas Mike White, it's just if they cover up the checkdowns, he's just not really an effective quarterback. But I think he's going to be on the team. I think Flag is going to be on the team. And if Streveler makes it to the practice squad, he'll be on the team. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page here. I think, look, Flacco, uh, Flacco and Wilson are obviously going to stay. Um, I would say it's more likely not until we'll see. The problem is Tuesday's cut down day. So, you know, you'll see some kind of maneuvering with Traveler and White and those guys. You know, Zach obviously biked early on today, which was which is important. Um, no sleeve, no brace, no limp, the whole nine yards. There's no it doesn't look like there was any swelling just from the video we saw. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like he starts doing some on field stuff by this week. And if he does and he's practicing, I, I'm still not saying that like week one's out. Like I, I understand like the um, I, I don't know. I understand the kind of hesitancy with Zach, but Zach gives this offense a different ceiling than, than Flacco does, frankly. Like, you look – the play that Flacco throws on the interception, like, that play, Zach's probably running for eight yards or, or making a move or doing something, hopefully not getting hurt. But um, the other kind of position battle I was curious about that we saw some today, Ty Johnson, Michael Pirine, frankly, Tevin Coleman, but he's probably a lot to make the roster at this point. And Zonovan Knight, um, Zonovan Knight and Tevin Coleman looked far better than the other two. Do you think there's a chance, you know, Bam Knight makes the roster? He's a practice squad guy and they carry, you know, Coleman, I mean, uh, Carter Hall and, uh, and Coleman is the first three. You're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com.
Um, I want to see Zion of the Night make the roster. He was the most intriguing UDFA for me when he was signed. I also think his ability as a kick returner, which you don't really see today, but you see in other preseason games, is interesting. If you want to make Barrios more of a full-time receiver, because it really looks like he's like a little higher than Garrett Wilson on the depth chart at the moment as the wide receiver three. If you want to just make Barrios the punt return guy, and then Zion Knight gives you that flexibility on kickoff returns to try to save Barrios from those hits. Um, he really intrigues me. I think he just has more juice than P. Ryan or Johnson at this point. Johnson's a talented, like, like in regards to being an athlete, but I just think his vision just isn't great. I think when he got stopped on the fourth and short today, I don't think that was really on the offensive line getting the push. I just think he made the wrong cut, and I feel like that happens too much. And as a receiver, he's just dropped too many passes. So I'm kind of over Ty Johnson. Michael P. Ryan, he's just a jag. He's always been a jag. And I'd like to see Zonovan Knight make the roster. I'm curious if with Coleman, if they do one of those like veteran cuts where they have to move the roster and then they bring him back just because he knows the offense. You have three young running backs. You want that veteran in the room just for the meetings. And he's going to, you know, obviously this is important for the scheme, but I think in some way those would be the three or four running backs. And I don't think we'll see Ty Johnson or P Ryan uh, after Tuesday. Yeah. I think uh, similarly to tight end, I'd like to see it be uh, Uzama Conklin uh, Ruckert, obviously the full three locks. And I'd like to see Cager make the roster. I think he's a more to show himself more than Yeboah. Although I liked what I've seen from Yeboah. He's probably a guy you can stash again. Um, and then I don't think that you saw anything from Wesco or Bodden, um, you know, throughout the process that's going to make you, you know, additionally keep one of them. The other position battle that, um, you know, we'll talk more about this. I'll talk more about this on Tuesday's episode and things of that nature. But uh, once, you know, obviously the roster comes out, but Will Parks is the four safety kind of seems like it should be a lock at this point, although obviously it's going to be hard for Douglas to cut Davis or we'll see what happens there. But, you know, Parks is playing the first and second quarter starting. You know, this preseason, he's looked good in camp. And Pinnock's a guy that the Jets like. I, I just – I've liked Ash and I've defended him, and I don't want to see the Jets cut him necessarily, but I don't know where he fits on this roster, especially playing, you know, garbage time in the fourth quarter of a third preseason game. Am I, am I off base on Ash? And I know the talent physically is there, but it just doesn't seem like it's really clicked, uh, you know, in the first couple of years here, other than, you know, sparing nice plays he's made. Yeah, when Ashton Davis was drafted, he was always more like athlete than football player. Obviously, he got the football late as he was a track star at Cal. It really just the light just hasn't really came on for him. And, you know, this is going into year three. And I just don't think you can really keep him because he hasn't really earned it. I think Will Parks, you know, has been fine. I think he's a good third and fourth safety. I like what they're doing with Pinnock. I see you can see how much they like like him and want to see if they can develop him. And I would just rather have Pinnock than Davis. I don't think you need two developmental guys, especially when Joyner might who really we got hurt like in the third the, the second quarter last year. The first game was out for the year, so yeah, there's no try, lock. Try the random triceps injury. Yeah, like there's no lock that he's gonna be able to play the full season. I think you'd rather have a veteran in a developing guy than having two developing guys that could really harm your back end is that secondary something they really look to improve on this offseason especially when they brought in reed sauce and whitehead so i think with davis and i think actually just for the 2020 draft class alone is just you know like we should be setting like an over under of like one and a half of how many of those guys get traded for a day three pick come tuesday because i think zuniga i think davis and i think mans are all can easily fall in that boat yeah, there's David Jets for the first time in a long time. I think we'll see a lot of guys that get cut or traded or moved, um, not only just claimed by other teams, but, um, you know, obviously the Jets have been active and Douglas loves the waiver wire and the Quincy's and, um, you know, the world. But, you know, there's a lot of guys that 
you've seen Elijah Riley, you've seen other guys that, you know, get cut that were on the Jets roster. And like, there was just more talent here than there have been in a long time, especially at, you know, running back tight end, um, you know, defensive line is a big one, you know, Zuniga, Tanzel Smart, um, potentially, a, and I think Jonathan Marshall makes it, but, um, you know, those type of guys and Bradley and I, I think the Jets would love to keep him. I don't know where he's fitting. Vinny Curry, same thing. So, um, Overall, kind of, we'll wrap with this, and obviously we'll have a more detailed episode. But I want to get some out to you guys, you know, uh, you know, right after the game. Where do you kind of, where's your head at? You know, preseason's done. Um, everyone other than you know Beckton and Zach, you know, Jets should be good to go week one. Where are you at, kind of, you know, mentally and expectation wise going into the season? Anything changed? You kind of on the same page as you know you were going into the season. I've been going into the preseason. Where are you kind of at with that? Well, I mean, the Jets added a lot of pieces this offseason, and I think one of the biggest questions outside of what the quarterback's going to do is just how all these pieces would gel, how they would look, like how would the young players adapt. And I think all the young guys really showed, like, positive signs. I know Garrett Wilson made a couple nice catches. We saw Brees, especially today when he got to play with the first-team offensive line, make some nice runs. That inside cut was awesome. So I really think that's encouraging. I think the new pieces are starting to gel. I just really think as – part as it is to say and as boring as it is to say it's the jets are have the talent to be decent and be like in seven eight nine win team but it really just depends on how well the quarterbacks play and why the zach injury was so scary is what the jets need to know by january of this year is how good zach wilson is you just can't be going to year three is like well i think he could be this or I think he could be that and just have that like undecided thing. I just really have to know if Zach is the guy who you hoped he'd be when you take someone second overall, or if Zach is really just heading in the Donald direction, unfortunately, and you have to pivot to another option at quarterback. So I still believe in Zach's talent. I think he'll be on the field at week two at the latest. I really do think there's a good chance he's there for week one. And I think that this team's going to be hovering around seven, eight wins. I just don't think this division's very good outside of Buffalo and a team has to finish second and a team has to finish fourth, but they should really be contending like in regards to Miami and new England, because they are on the same level of those teams. And I think this is going to be a funnish jet season where they get like seven, eight wins and they really have a lot of momentum for being a 2023 playoff team. Yeah. I'm on the same page. You obviously I'll have, you know, more detailed prediction, the season preview guide coming out on badlands and all those type of things. But um, you know, I like what I've seen some of the growth. I thought, the Jets getting some of these guys reps in the preseason, especially the young guys. I mean, Garrett Wilson got a significant amount of reps. I felt like, um, you know, you saw the Ruckerts and Clemens of the world, but obviously, you know, some of these young guys, the offensive line got to play together. You look at last preseason, the first, you know, <laughs> the first week of the season was like the first time the offensive line had played together all year um, in real action. It was like the first time Elijah Moore really played, the first time Zach really, um, you know, got reps with these guys. So thankfully that didn't happen this time. Um but yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back early next week. Two episodes coming out. Wanted to get some out to you guys. And obviously make sure you're following, you know, me on Twitter. Um, you know, make sure you're following, you know, subscribe to Badlands, whole nine yards there. Um, but obviously Jets go 3-0 in the preseason. Um, you know, good vibes going into the opener. And, you know, hopefully we'll see uh we'll see the Jets starting quarterback uh, you know, join them September eleventh uh, against the Ravens.